0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. All right, all right. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kasterman. I am joined by Jordan Bashan. We are talking tribe year 2016, in case you haven't noticed, and uh, the Indians very much hoping to be in the thick of things in the AL Central in 16. They've made some moves to that end, uh, the acquisitions of Mike Napoli and Rajay Davis. Uh, they've done some non-roster signings uh, in the bullpen. Certainly, uh, a need JB from the left-hand side. Uh, Gorzalani, Detweiler, uh, Joe Thatcher are all going to be in that group in spring training uh, competing for a job, but uh, the theme this week is bold predictions for 2016, and because we still have some uh, time left here in the hot stove season, I want to get your bold prediction Do the Indians. Do anything else of substance between now and the opening of camp in Goodyear, Arizona? Uh, you know, I don't think it's going to sound very bold to say that no, I don't think there will be a major move uh, between here and when we get to Goodyear for the start of spring. I think the additions of Mike Napoli and Roger Davis um, were kind of the, the big free agent moves to complement the roster that's already in place. And as we've discussed multiple times, I think what kind of complicated the situation was the fact that Michael Brantley will be returning. You know, I think that sort of muddled um, how the Indians could approach the outfield, you know, knowing that he was coming back. So, no, I don't think there will be any major moves. And maybe we'll see some depth moves uh, in the weeks leading up to spring. One name we've heard pretty consistently this winter and, and even here in the late, later stages of the winter is Juan Uribe and that just points to the general uncertainty at third base uh, with the way uh, Giovanni Urshela, uh he battled some injuries, of course. He didn't perform that well offensively, although he definitely took this team up a notch defensively. So give me a bold prediction for 2016. Who is the opening day third baseman? I'm going to go Jose Ramirez. Um, I don't right. know if might surprise some, but I think, there's, as you mentioned, there's just so much uncertainty surrounding Urshela right now. I think the fact that there still is continued interest in sort of an older uh, player like Uribe kind of shows that they're still exhausting their alternatives there. Um, You know, Uribe, they would maybe look to him for a one-year deal. You know, last I heard was his asking price would probably have to come down um, for the Indians to consider bringing it to the fold. But, you know, he would sort of make sense or make more sense as a partner at third base for a player like Ramirez, um, given that Urshela and Uribe kind of have similar splits. So I think given all the health issues last year, there's a chance they want to open Urshela at AAA, maybe get that confidence going again before they bring him right back up to the big leagues. Uh, especially with Michael Brantley out and you know, Matt Napoli comes in and a uh, potential middle-of-the-order middle bat run producer for them but still a lot of this team's fortunes will will hinder on Carlos Santana having a strong offensive year. I think that's a, a somewhat reasonable assessment of things, but what is your uh what's your bold prediction for for Carlos Santana? I don't know if you want to throw out any numbers or just the general expectations for Carlos Santana 2016. Well, I was going to say 50 home runs and a gold glove, but I think that'd be a little too bold. Uh how about That's a hallucination. One? That's not a prediction. Yeah, yeah. A hallucination. <laughs> uh how about this one? In spring training, we will see Carlos Santana try left field. Um, I, think that is pretty, pretty um, I think that's pretty bold, but I think he's shown, A, a willingness in the past uh, to be open to trying something new. Uh, we saw that with third base a couple years ago, and we also saw how that worked out. And uh, he's also voiced a little discontent over being a, a DH or going down a path that would put him on the road to being a full-time DH. So I think uh, it would not surprise me if he and Frank Kona discuss the situation leading up to spring, and maybe they say, hey, if you want to be in the field more, you know, maybe let's try you out in left field, see what you look like. You've been athletic at first base. you know, Let's see what you can do out there while Brantley's out. Maybe we can mix and match a little bit, work you into the lineup uh, as something other than a DH. So I think that would be the bold prediction, as we sit here right now. But I still think when we get to the end of the year, you're going to see majority of his at bats coming as a designated hitter. Yeah, well, you know, I hear that, and uh, I can't be alone in, in hearing that and thinking of the name Ryan Garko, uh, a <laughs> former catcher, uh, then a first baseman, and uh, uh, the Indians tried him out unsuccessfully in left field. Uh, that's that's the name that comes to mind there. But, hey, stranger things have worked and happened in this game. We know that. Uh, and certainly the, the motivation to not be a, a full time DH. Uh, right at 30 has to be very strong so we'll see how that develops uh how about francisco lindor coming off a second place finish of course in the rookie of the year and um you know his offensive contributions I, we all know this this kid could be a prime time player but i think he certainly exceeded expectations in 2015 especially uh the, the way his initial big big league break-in went uh it took some time for him to find his footing as, as is normal um but you know you look up at the end of the year he had incredible offensive numbers uh even you know decent amount of extra base power, 12 homers, 22 doubles and 99 games. Uh, give me a bold prediction for Francisco Lindor in 2016 uh, in, in his sophomore effort. Uh, that his home run total at the end of the year will look very similar to his home run total total in his rookie year. You know it's cold in Cleveland right now, and it's going to be cold in Cleveland in April. And you know that can the start of the year can kind of be a shock to some of the guys who haven't been up. Playing in Cleveland at the start of the season, uh, I think he's going to maybe go through a little bit of uh, adjustment period, uh, maybe that first little learning curve early on in the year. You know, I think that's something a lot of guys have to get used to. I think we saw peak Lindor over the last couple months in the second half. We saw a very um, you know struggling player when he first came to the big leagues. He obviously overcame that in a huge way, but I just I don't see him as a guy, and, and no one really. Did through his minor league career as a 15-20 home run guy. Uh, I could see him finishing the year in that 12-15 to 15 range, um, but any more than that I think would be too much to expect. I think we saw, as I mentioned, just kind of that, that peak offensive level, um, and it would be great to see that continue. But there will be growing pains next year for sure. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's reasonable. and it, It's not like uh, one of those deals where everything you got offensively is, is a bonus. Uh, because, of course, you want something out of that bat. But he's so good defensively that uh, it it can make up a lot of ground if if he's not quite as productive from a power standpoint. So uh, they're certainly looking forward to a full season from him, uh, again, especially from a defensive standpoint. Uh, Last one, JB, the rotation. Uh, The big Mm -hmm. three up front, Corey Kluber, Carlos Carrasco, Danny Salazar. Uh, Great strides from from Salazar last season. We've seen tremendous second halves from uh, Carrasco the last two seasons. And uh, of course, Corey Kluber with the Cy Young effort in 2014, and really uh, the, the peripheral numbers suggest a, a 2015 season that really wasn't that far off. Uh, so I want a bold prediction for you: which one of those guys is most likely to contend for a Cy Young in 2016? Oh man, uh, you know I'll say Carrasco um, would be the most likely to contend for the Cy Young, but you know I'll, I'll throw another one out there: I'll say Danny Salazar leads us the team in wins. Uh, this year I know you know, you know my thoughts and you probably agree on win-loss totals so that doesn't be much but you know let's we'll throw a couple layers to that but I think Carrasco um, looks to me like he is really poised to have a breakout year you know even more so than he did last year um, he looks like a, a ace of the staff and it's great to see given you know the uh, how low he was a couple seasons ago and how people were ready to sort of ride him out of town and you know, now here he is as a sort of coveted player around the league. Lots of people trying to trade for him. A very affordable contract. Great guy in the clubhouse, uh, and a guy that you know has sort of salvaged uh, that trade that brought him over here. Absolutely. All right. Good stuff from Jordan Bastian, as always. I want to thank him for joining us, and thank you for tuning in to our bold predictions for 2016. This has been MLB.com Extras, Cleveland Indians edition.